Thanks for downloading this History Hub podcast. For more information on History Hub and to download our other podcasts, go to historyhub.ie forward slash podcast. In this episode, an interview with Dr. Ivan McGrath, senior lecturer in the UCD School of History and Archives and principal investigator on mapping state and society in 18th century Ireland. As part of this project, a pilot website, Army Barracks of 18th Century Ireland, has been developed and is now available online. So what can users of this new website expect to find? Ivan McGrath explains. The website, which can be accessed at barracks18c.ucd.ie, is in its most basic setup an electronic map of over 140 army barracks that were built throughout Ireland in the 18th century. Now, the whole reason we were looking to map them is because this was a very unique and innovative occurrence, not just in Ireland, not just within the British Isles, not just within the British Empire, but globally in terms of the 18th century world. The fact that it occurs in Ireland, the other, only other two countries to actually engage in any way with permanent residential homes for soldiers were France and, to a lesser extent, Spain at this point in time. So we've got this unique occurrence in Ireland. It has a significant impact upon Ireland politically, socially, economically, culturally, environmentally, and, in truth, we know very little about it. And I felt the best way to try to get to understand it, because it is about a geographical spread across the country, was to map it, to put it down. And in this modern age, we can do that electronically, we can do it using spatial data, we can see these barracks in a way that on paper it just doesn't work. The whole idea is to facilitate people being able to enter into this world, this 18th century world of military barracks, but also of the society within which they were placed throughout Ireland and to understand the the way in which they impacted upon that society. So the pilot website, and it is only a pilot, it's early days, so it's not comprehensive, we have a lot of work to do, but the website as it currently stands is mapping those 18th century barracks that we have identified. We haven't identified all of them. We have 142 at the moment. We know there's more. We know that some fall in, out of use, new ones get built. But that's what we're working on at the minute. There's a lot there for people already to see. And linking through then into web pages about some of those um, barracks at this stage, ultimately we'll have web pages for all of them. Our longer term plans, though, is that that website will become a, an electronic platform for a whole series of mapping projects that will give us a greater understanding of state and society in 18th century Ireland. The barracks being just one strand of that greater understanding. Uh, And we already have a few uh, ideas in the pipeline, people working on them. Revenue districts, law and order and boroughs are the three that we currently have underway. The Mapping State and Society in 18th Century Ireland project is an innovative and exciting endeavour. So how did the project first come about? The project came about when I was researching and writing my 2012 book on Ireland and Empire, 1690-1770. In the middle of that book, there are three chapters on the army in Ireland and the way in which the army in Ireland is used within the broader British Empire through the 18th century. And one of those chapters is about the barracks. When I first started researching the book, I had no real recognition or understanding of how important these barracks were. I hadn't even realised the extent to which this was a new innovation globally. But in writing the book, I came to realise that it wasn't just the politics of it. My own work is very much focused upon finance, money. It was 
the other impacts of this uh, barrack building project that I could never really get to grips with in the book. The book is the tip of the iceberg in many ways. And so this current project emerged out of the book. It emerged out of that research. And it's really taken off since then. As I look back on that chapter on the barracks, it's the longest chapter in the book. Um, and at the time, it was the most substantial piece that's been written about these barracks. But now I think about it and think, my God, we have so far still to go. Uh, um, there's so much more to do. Um, so that's where it started. Uh, since then, uh, I, I've been working very closely with Patrick Walsh. He was at University College London. He's now here at UCD. And he's co-principal investigator on this project with me because, again, he has brought so much to the project, uh, his own work on state, the state in 18th century Ireland has focused a lot on the barracks as well as the revenue districts and whatnot. So it just made sense for the two of us to start working together on this. So together we've been driving the project for the last couple of years. Uh, and uh, as I say, it's still early days, though. This is going to go and run for a while. So with the pilot now live, what are the aims of the project as it moves forward? The aims of the project, first and foremost, is to com- produce a complete, comprehensive online mapping of all of the barracks. As I say, we've got 142 at this stage, there are more. And what we have at this stage doesn't include terminal dates, when they were first built, when they were closed down. It doesn't include data on what regiments, soldiers were based in them. We have some of that data. It doesn't include a whole range of material, plans, maps of the individual barracks, all that kind of stuff. We have some of that. But ultimately, that online mapping will facilitate people in accessing all of that information. We want to put all of that data up on the website. But the map itself is your gateway. You click upon an icon for a barracks, it takes you into all of that further data. Um, The whole idea behind that being, ultimately, uh, and there's a heritage and a tourism element to this as well, I think this would be a very strong one, is that anyone out there, this is free, anyone out there will be able to go onto this website and make of it what they will. They can write their own histories of the barracks. We're not going to write those histories. I don't want to write those histories. I want other people to do it. Uh, we're going to give them all the data. We're going to, and if we can't get the data because some archive won't give it to us, we'll give them a link to the data. But that's what it's all about, is providing anyone and everyone with the data. So you can use it as a means of travelling around Ireland on your holidays, visiting barrack sites out of the way. You'll know more about them because of the website. Or you can use it as a research tool to facilitate academic research on any and many elements of 18th century Ireland. The first phase of the project involves mapping all of the army barracks built between 1690 and 1815, so it's tremendously ambitious in its scope. On a practical level, how is the project funded? The project was initially funded in 2013 by a research award from the College of Arts and Celtic Studies here at UCD, which facilitated us in the first place, putting together a research network of interested people, bringing them together to meet and to talk about the idea behind the project. That included the likes of Lara Joy from the military curator at the National History Museum over in the old Collins's barracks. Within UCD, uh, Eamon O'Flaherty, who was working on 18th century boroughs, uh, David Fleming down in Limerick, uh, who has done a lot of work on Sligo and Limerick, including a lot of work on barracks in the 18th century. Fanula O'Kane in architecture at UCD, Again, her knowledge of 18th century buildings uh, and the whole environmental side of these things is, 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 is indispensable. We also 
um, have a few other people from outside of the university as well. Michael Kennedy from the Documents on Irish Foreign Policy. Uh, Michael is a 20th century historian, so people wonder, what's he doing on this project? Michael has a knowledge second to none of rambling around Ireland, finding odd military buildings in out-of-the-way places because of his book, Guarding Neutral Ireland. He travelled all over the country photographing, itemising, locating uh, Second World War lookout posts. Uh, and so Michael, again, has been indispensable to us in terms of actually the, the, the practicalities and the pitfalls and the difficulties of trying to find barracks that no longer exist, that may just be a field. So people like that came on bar- board with that funding as part of the network. Um, we also were able to start employing a part-time research assistant uh, in 2013 who started looking at potential sources, a whole range and disparate range of sources. In 2014, then, we got seed funding from UCD, which facilitated us continuing that research element of it, but also to start thinking about the website. We hadn't really started thinking about it at that stage. We knew that's what we were aiming for, but we needed to do the groundwork first. Um, And we've ultimately been facilitated in putting together the pilot website by an IRC New Foundations grant in 2014, which enabled us to employ uh, Suzanne Forbes, our geocoder, webmaster and person extraordinaire in all respects, who has built the website. We've provided her with information. She's provided the website with a lot of information herself. The maps on the website use a software called ArcGIS, and we were introduced to to that by uh, Dr. Rob Sands from Archaeology and UCD. He's our ArcGIS guru and has been really helpful throughout this process, and the results of that can be seen on the website. Um, And he's been great helping us with that. And the other person, of course, who's been um, a terrific uh, addition to the whole project and came with us on the field trip back in August is Tim Watt from Queen's University Belfast. His own interests lie in the areas of order and disorder. He's the one who's really developing the strand that's looking at law and order and particularly disorder, group violence, riot and rescue and that kind of thing in 18th century Ireland. Again, looking to see how does it relate or not to the location of barracks and so on. Uh, Tim has really become an integral part of the team as well in that respect. But ultimately, that grant from the IRC has facilitated us putting together the pilot. The pilot is ultimately about testing the parameters of the project. Does it work? And thus far, it certainly seems to work. Um, in ter- even though we've only got a small amount of data up there, uh, um, certainly the interest, we've had over a 1,000 people visiting the site in the last two weeks since we launched it, uh, and we're getting great uh, feedback data sent in to us. Uh, a great conversation has commenced on this topic. So what kind of information can people access when they use the interactive map on the website? The information that you can get from this interactive barracks map in the first place is the location of all the barracks. That's first up. You go to the map, you can click on any of the icons. It'll take you to where that barracks is on the map. It'll give you the latitude, the longitude, exact location, and some other further data at that point in time. It'll also give you the sources from which we were able to identify the location of that map, the archival sources, the lists of barracks, the maps, 18th century maps, and so on. You will also then be able to move from that icon into the web pages related to each individual barracks. Now, that's something that we're working on. It's very early stages. But ultimately, you, when you get into those pages, you will be able to access every single piece of data that we can find 
in relation to that barracks to try to assess how does it impact upon Ireland in a whole range of ways. So we're going to be looking at, we've already started this, looking at births and marriages in the localities through church records and so on to identify how many soldiers are marrying into the local community, how many children are born and so on. That's just one of so many different angles that we want to look at in relation to these barracks and their impact upon the country. So that's the kind of information that you will be able to get. In, in many ways, I'm not sure of what the end end of that whole process will be because we keep coming across new and interesting forms of data that tell us more and more about these barracks and the people that were in them. Because we mustn't forget, ultimately, the physical structures are very important, their location, their impact upon their land and how they dominate or not an area. But ultimately, it's about the people who lived in them and how they interacted or not with Irish society. As well as the interactive map, the website also features detailed articles about 18th century barracks located in County Armagh. So why was Armagh selected for this pilot study? The reason we chose to carry out the pilot study in County Armagh was because we wanted to find somewhere where we could get a range of different type of challenges in relation to finding barracks. One of the key questions in terms of testing this whole hypothesis is, can we locate every barracks? Some of them, nothing exists. We're looking for a field. And how do we find that? And Armagh offered up all of those challenges. Somewhere like Blackbank, there's nothing left. There's been nothing since the 1820s. So how were we going to locate that? And we did, just about. Um, and that was why we chose Armagh, because there's a number of places like that, Tipperary's one, Donegal's another, um, where those challenges were all going to be evident within that county. Armagh won out in the end because... We had the most research already done on Armagh, and so we knew that the kind of challenges we were going to face and that we wanted to test were all evident there. Ultimately, the map will have every barracks in 18th century Ireland on it. It will have comprehensive data for every barracks in Ireland that is on that map. But it will also have further spatial data added into it. At the moment, all we have is the location latitude, longitude, but we ultimately want to build into it more detail, literal spatial data for people to be able to actually see those barracks as they would have been in the 18th century. Now that might sound kind of weird, but we've already come across software that will facilitate us, if we have the plans and otherwise, of creating 3D versions of these barracks. Now wouldn't that be great, to be able to just go in there and literally see how the barracks was in the 18th century. It won't be possible for all of them. We can't get plans for all of them, but we have plans for a lot of them. Uh, so those are the kind of things that ultimately we're aiming towards. And of course, you've got to remember that the barracks is just one strand of a larger project. And what the website ultimately is, is mapping state and society in 18th century Ireland. So alongside those barracks, there will be multiple layers of other maps that you can mix and match together as you wish, by county, by city, by town, by wherever you want, which will give you also sites of disorder, riot, uh, um, and so on, revenue districts, revenue collection areas, boroughs, and the sky's the limit. We haven't engaged with other er other aspects of state and society yet, but you know, it is almost infinite what we could look at and what we can map, what we would hope to map in the future. The project team members are keen to develop contacts with local communities and stakeholders and to build connections with similar projects and websites. 
As Ivor McGrath explains, public engagement is a core element in the overall mapping state and society in the 18th century Ireland project. One of the key things for us from the outset has been that this is a project that is about people in Ireland engaging with their own local community, their own heritage. It's The barracks are in people's back gardens, their fields, their towns, their villages, outside them, beside them, whatever it is. Uh, it's not our place to tell people what to do with this cultural heritage, but what we want to do is to make it available to as many people as want to engage with it, uh, uh, as there are. And that's what the website is ultimately aimed at being about. Now, we want, we have already heard from a lot of people in different areas, even just people emailing us to say, that pin is 100 yards off. Great, we love it, you know. And other people emailing us and saying, actually, you know, there are two, three barracks in court, not one. Brilliant, that's what we're after. We're after any data that people want to give us. We're also, as time goes on, we're aiming to visit all of these barracks, particularly the ones outside of the cities and towns, because they're the ones that are the hardest to locate exactly, um, like we did in Armagh. But to do that, we have to have local contacts, local stakeholders. The people in Armagh that we met, the likes of Seamus Murphy, Kevin Murphy, Una Walsh, Brian Hoey, Mary McHugh, her husband Sam McHugh, Brian McLennan uh, and others, were just so helpful. They just made it possible. Without them, we could not have done what we did. We could not have mapped those barracks and come up with the data that we have on the website at this stage without those people. And that's, to me, the most important element of this project is actually that engaging with the local community because we learn so much from doing that. Um, and if we can bring something in return to that local community in terms of adding to that knowledge or whatever, then great. But it's it's that initial engagement, that working together, that collaboration, which is central to the whole project. Uh, so what can people do? Whatever they want to. We've already had people emailing us in images of maps and whatnot, and it's brilliant. Uh, I think sometimes people are afraid, you know, oh, it's an academic project and all of that, we wouldn't be involved in that. Absolutely the opposite. We want to hear from anyone who has any interest in this. And already people are tweeting and whatnot with really interesting stuff. Uh, and that's what we're about because we want it to be a living project as well, one that actually can incorporate all of this material, all of this information. Um, it's not about saying, well, that's in and that's out. It's not about saying that's right and that's wrong. It's about actually what is the whole history and story behind this. If people want to get in contact with us, there's a contact page on the website itself, which people have been using, and we do monitor it. Um, myself, Suzanne, Patrick, we will respond, we will reply. We've actually been really busy with Twitter. Uh, Twitter's another route. The, on the website, you'll see that there's a Twitter uh, feed, and you can contact us that way as well. Um, you can also, if you go to the research team page you'll see our email addresses are there we're more than happy to be emailed people have been emailing us individually please do that so there's a whole range of ways in which people can get in touch with us uh, and use any of them we're more than happy for people to be getting in touch to access the army barracks of 18th century ireland website go to barracks18c.ucd.ie thanks again for listening to this history hub podcast for more information on history hub and to access all of our content go to historyhub.ie dot i e